This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Manchester United 3, Liverpool 2, curtains for Liverpool's Cup Crusade. I'm Guy Clark. Welcome to the post-game podcast here on the Blood Red channel as we react to Liverpool heading out of the FA Cup in the fourth round, losing at Old Trafford. Coming up, Jurgen Klopp reacts to the Reds' latest setback. You don't have to worry about us. We, we, are, we are as a group. We're really together and we know it. I mean, if I have a problem, we have a problem. If one player has a problem, we have a problem. So that's our problem at the moment. So we have to sort it together. That's what we will do. The Echo's Liverpool correspondent, Paul Gorst at Old Trafford, watching on. We have some positives to take for Jürgen Klopp's side. Uh, two goals from Mohamed Salah, uh, a sublime assist from Roberto Firmino in the first half that gave Liverpool the lead. And questions are asked about the lack of a centre-half signing. Surely there's... There's a loan or someone out there who's not playing. We could go and get for six months, 12 months. Insight, analysis and opinion all to come right here on the Post Game Podcast. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Liverpool are out of the FA Cup after a 3-2 defeat here at Old Trafford against Manchester United this afternoon. Um, there were some positives to take for Jürgen Klopp's side. Uh, two goals from Mohamed Salah, uh, a sublime assist from Roberto Firmino in the first half that gave Liverpool the lead. But uh, United's ability to counter the attack and the inspired Marcus Rashford has done enough to make sure that uh, Liverpool's wait for the world's oldest cup competition will stretch into its 16th year. Of course, Liverpool last uh, victors in this competition back in uh, 2006 when Steven Gerrard inspired the Reds past West Ham in the Cardiff Stadium, um, the Millennium Stadium, Cardiff. But um, Liverpool are once again facing up to uh, to exit in the FA Cup. Um, it was a difficult game to analyse really, uh, Liverpool. Play better than they have in recent weeks, it must be said. This is probably the, the best that Liverpool have played since they uh, beat Crystal Palace way back on uh, December the 19th. But coming here at a ground when Jürgen Klopp has never won as Reds manager is always difficult, even in the cup competition. He made five changes, but Joe Matit was left at home for this one. Um, no injury, but he's putting his feet up ahead of that massive game now against Tottenham Hotspur on Thursday. Rhys Williams was put in his place alongside Fabinho, and the youngster really struggled against Rashford. Uh, with Trent Alexander-Arnold further up the field, United were content to sit in and counter-attack and that's what they did uh, expertly, uh, particularly with the first goal when Rashford released Mason Greenwood who took his chance really well uh, to equalise after Salah giving Liverpool the lead. Um, Liverpool continued to press but it was United who, uh, who got the second with a long ball over the top. Rashford again against Williams uh, made no mistake past Alisson Becker for 2-1. Uh, another time when Liverpool were really struggling and down on the dumps, they uh, somehow managed to respond and Salah made it 2-2 for his uh, 19th goal of the season. But that was probably about as good as it got for Liverpool and uh, Bruno Fernandes off the bench to score a free kick that uh, was enough to send Liverpool packing from the FA Cup at the fourth round stage. Um, Jürgen Klopp's love affair um, is pretty much non-existent with the FA Cup, it must be said, and while he won't be too disappointed that they're out of this competition, it is uh, another trophy that falls by the wayside. Uh, and more questions being asked over Liverpool's inability to bring in a centre-back and leave uh, Fabinho as uh, pretty much the only uh, recognised centre-back at the moment. We have to accept the, the midfield that is now uh, a, f- a fully-fledged uh, centre-half and uh, Rhys Williams really did struggle tonight. Uh, no kind of slight on his overall performance this season. He's been uh, excellent when he's been called upon, but this uh, up against Marcus Rashford, he's just a little bit out of his depth and uh, Liverpool are left counting the cost of um, a shortage of numbers in that area. So Liverpool out of the FA Cup. It's finished. Manchester United 3, Liverpool 2. 
Paul Gorst watching on at Old Trafford as Liverpool fall short in the FA Cup, being knocked out in the fourth round. The Reds then back to scoring ways. Mohamed Salah with a well-taken brace, but Mason Greenwood, Marcus Rashford and Bruno Fernandes all on the score sheet for United. The Reds back scoring, but at some cost. How did Jurgen Klopp see it? Well, here he is speaking with the media, beginning with his frustrations at going out of the Cup. It's not what we wanted, so it's frustrating, but nowadays um, um, we have to... If you want to win tonight, you have to, be, you have to play an absolute... You have to be an absolute top. And uh, we weren't on an absolute top, but we made, we made a lot of steps in the right direction. Can you hear me? Yeah, thank you. Uh, because if you look at the, your face a little bit, I can't understand. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. my fault. Um, and so, the start of the game was good. Um, and we made decisive mistakes. So around the, the first goal, United scored. We um, we obviously had too many options offensively and no protection. And lost the ball and as counter attack. That was not the first counter attack in the game, so we have to improve that. But you could see the the boys really wanted to change um, the fortune. Let me say like this: wanted to, they wanted to score goals. That's good. So and we did that. We scored twice, which is good as well. Um, and so that's all okay. But. In the end, they scored three, we scored two, they are two and we are not. So that's a, that's a fact as well. So we have we can take positives out of this game, of course. I saw a lot of steps in the right direction, that's all good. It was a good preparation for the Tottenham game um, with their counter-attacking threat. So we know exactly what we have to work on, but it's how it is. If you don't, if you're in a situation you don't like, you want to get out of it. And um, we want to get out of it, and for that, you have to make steps. And tonight, we made steps, not the final ones, but we made steps, and that's for the moment okay. After the, the problems that you've had scoring goals, is, is the fact then that you've scored twice, is, is, is that the, the most positive thing that, that you can take from this match? Of course. Of course we take that. We, we scored two goals. We had other situations where we could have scored as well. We had other situations where we um, created really well against a, a, a deep defending block. So that is good. All these kind of things are a lot of good things. But in the end, we know it's a result game. And we and if you score two, that doesn't mean you should then concede three in this moment. So there were all um, the obvious mistakes around the goals. Obviously, first protecting, secondly, you miss it off the ball. The third, your colleagues told me now it was not a foul. I didn't see it, so I cannot change that. That the, the, the free kick they got, that the, I don't know, the journalist said it might not be a foul. I didn't see it back. So, uh, but that's how it is. So you have to stay. Uh, stubborn in so in moments like this, you have to do the right stuff again and again. And you will have to, if you want to change something, you have to work hard. Thank you, Ian. Uh, Simon. Simon, we need more hands up if people want to ask questions. Simon's the last hand we've got up. Simon from BBC. Um, Jurgen, your, your team, your players have done so much and, and so many plaudits over the last couple of years. Is it just now for you a case of trusting them to get their form back and deliver the results that you know they're capable of? Oh, there's no doubt about my trust. But it, the trust doesn't mean that we don't that we are not critical with ourselves. So it's not that I say hey, you did everything right in the last few years, so now I don't care if you, if you made some mistakes. That's not like this. We are we are really in this situation 100 percent um, But you don't have to worry about us. We we are we are as a group, we're really together and we know it. I mean if I have a problem, we have a problem, if one player has a problem, we have a problem. So that's our problem in the moment, so we have to solve it together. That's what we will do. So nobody thinks about it. Very good things happened in the last few years. Nobody. So we are just in this moment. 
and uh, yeah, and try to win football games again. That's um, all about. Even when brilliant players, is confidence an issue? I don't want to make that all every week now. I think tonight it was about the, I didn't see any confidence problems. But what we said is when you when you when you don't score for a while, it's not good for the confidence, obviously. And the best strikers in the world can tell you that they all had moments when when they don't when they don't um, um, score with these chance. But it's all about dealing with it, how you deal with it. And, and we we are on it, believe me, and um, we will solve that. Jurgen Klopp there in his post-match press conference. If you want to watch it back, head to the Blood Red YouTube channel where it's there for you to view at your pleasure or any other phrase that may apply during this time. The Reds out of the FA Cup. And it's just one win in seven for Liverpool now. That, of course, coming against a very weakened Aston Villa side at that in the third round stage of the FA Cup. Well, plenty of reaction and views to come here on post-game. First of our regular contributors following the defeat to United, though, is Mark Baker. I believe that there's not really much new in terms of what we've seen today that hasn't been happening over the last few weeks. So Liverpool, especially in the second half, had total domination of the game, territorially, in terms of ball possession. Manchester United, quite passive, happy to sit in, it, sit in on, and try and hit Liverpool on the counter-attack. Throughout the game, United, in isolated moments, which is what all teams are getting at the moment against Liverpool and have done for, for over three years, whether it be set plays or whether it be incidents in where defenders are asked to defend in isolation, and every single time... Liverpool will cause the problem by the central defensive position for the side is crippling them at this moment in time. Rhys Williams, I actually feel sorry for, for Rhys Williams because there's no doubt he could go on to have a really uh, good professional career. But at this moment in time, he's been fast-tracked into a position and, and he, he's miles away. He's absolutely miles away in terms of physicality, experience, everything you acquire to be able to play the position. I mean far too often and Manchester United knew it as well in terms of trying to isolate him I mean Rashford every time he, he received possession and, and that's the problem when you play for Liverpool in the way that Liverpool play ultimately they want to try and afford them as much protection as possible but if you're on the front foot you you know you're having a lot of a lot of possession you're trying to engage the opposition in their half essentially you're going to f fire players forward and, and have, have them take up elevated positions and then if that ball isn't secured then you're going to be tasking your centre-halves to defend 1v1 or with a backtrack and player trying to support so he's not able to do that at this moment in time and not only able is he not able to do that physically because he's not quick enough also the issue comes because his actual lack of experience means he's going to ground too easily, not delaying, accelerating attacks for the opposition. And there again was a lot of the issues that were causing Liverpool and ultimately he's made a really poor decision uh, to try and clear the ball. And obviously Rashford scores for the second goal as well, but it had been coming every time it was in his vicinity really. And it's hard to watch because you know you do feel for him. And it's it's not his fault that he's in that position. Obviously, Liverpool are lacking centre-halves. And, and obviously, Fabinho has done really well this season, stepping into an unfamiliar role. But against Burnley, obviously, an error for the goal. And again today, impetuous. The kind of tackle he'd make when he's playing in midfield. We've seen it a bit earlier in the season when he conceded the penalty. I can't remember who it was against. It might have been Sheffield United, but he went to ground. It may have been on the line, may not have been. But the fact is, he tried to win the ball in front 
And you can't do that playing centre-half. You've got to be more considered. And, and Cavani is an experienced player backing in. And he was always going to get a free kick and obviously in a really dangerous area. And that's all United had in the second half was that free kick. The only time really they, they got into an advanced area in Liverpool's defensive third. But they're the details which make the difference. They're the details Liverpool managed so well. The ability of the defenders to cope in isolation on counter-attacks and also to not make poor decisions. I mean, United as well in the first half had, had unseen chances from, from headers, from set players. That's obviously the other area in which you're missing. Liverpool's first choice players, especially Van Dijk in that area. So it's not that we're not saying every week, but it's just having a crippling effect on Liverpool the way they're trying to play because they're conceding goals at poor times, which they wouldn't normally concede because of the weaknesses they have in that area of the pitch. The goalkeeper for me today as well, you know, once the free kick's given, it is a difficult area, but it is sad, he has to save it. There can be no question about that, but when you are giving away free kicks that close to your own goal, there's always an opportunity that they're going to go in the back of the net. Again, Liverpool controlled most of the game. I felt, again, lacked a bit of a punch in the final third for the amount of ball possession that they had. Again, it's difficult when a team you know, is relatively compact and tries to shut out Liverpool from playing in central areas. But they're certainly missing that goal-scoring threat of more than one or two individuals. So a disappointing day again, but the same issues have reared their head and I just don't see how they don't keep reading the head anytime soon because ultimately you've got a central midfield player who's done really well playing centre-half but will still make them decisions because of his abnormality to the position. And you've also got a player, whoever it may be, played alongside him who, if it's a midfield player in Henderson's case, is, is totally out of his depth playing in, a, in an unfamiliar position was probably the best bet. Or it's a player in Reese Williams and Nat Phillips who Klopp's selection shows, knows that they're not, not at the level. And in Reese Williams' case, on the, fi- on the field of play, it's showing with every game now. So, Matip's fitness, and I never I never believed Matip would play today. There's no way he was going to play three games in a week. But the fact is, whenever he's going to pull up, whatever time soon, they've got to buy some medical, keep him fit, because Liverpool have got a real struggle on to finish in this top four in the Premier League for me. And that's, that's the reality of where they're at if Matip cannot stay fit on a regular basis. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Dross from Witness with his thoughts on the United v Liverpool game. Hugely disappointing to be two defeats. That's the Reds out of the FA Cup early. Yet again, we're not going deep into that competition and... The poor run of form, the poor run of results is just seems to be continuing. Um, started off okay. We obviously take the lead in the game, go one nil up. Salah, great finish, a classic Salah finish, great ball from Firmino. And you're thinking we're we're gonna we're gonna push on from that one nil up, and United got back into the game with a counter attack. It was well taken goal. You've got to give United credit. Um, Greenwood, uh, it was Rashford who caused so many problems today um, with his pace and his attacking ability. Every time he had the ball, he was causing problems and he, he created that, f- that first goal for them with a great ball. Greenwood finished it well. Yeah, like I say, he was a constant threat. Him and Shaw down the uh, our right-hand side, their left, 
brilliant. They were really, really good. And that, that, that does hurt me to say, like I say, to give United players credit, but they were both really good. Uh, I thought Liverpool was probably the best, just about the better side in the first half. United had took some good chances. Like I say, they were playing on that counter. Rashford, the threats. Milner put himself about a little bit. And we did look a little bit exposed down that right-hand side every time they got the ball. Um, but yeah, we go in 1-1. All to play for. And then second half, such a tough goal to concede. A couple of minutes in. Reese Williams made an absolute howler. Just a simple clearance and he's missed it. Rasford's running. Never going to miss and he's gone 2-1 up. And yeah, I thought that was going to knock the stuffing out of us, but we sort of, after that goal, we sort of picked up a bit and then we, we were definitely the better side then. Salah gets us back into the game around the 60-minute mark. And it was from pressure. We pressured the their attacks and the 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 ball and we won it and yeah Salah's finished and it's two two and there was a few more chances from that Salah could have scored a couple of minutes later and we were much I thought we were much the better side in that second half looked like we were going to push on and win but United have they've done it again and they've they've got a free kick there on the edge of the box I personally don't think that was a free kick so soft. But it's in a really dangerous area and Fernandez, who came off the bench, steps up and puts in a great finish, to be fair, 3-2 and then that was it. I don't think we had a chance after that and it's game over, 3-2 defeat and it's really, really painful. Um got to mention Reese Williams, don't want to hang the lad out to dry, he's a young, young kid. Shouldn't be anywhere near the first team, really, from his ability and stuff. But he's been thrown in there due to circumstances. Thought he really, really struggled today. Rashford had him all over the place. He looked nervous any time there was an attack going on. Made quite a lot of mistakes, and like I say, I don't, I don't want to slag the lad off because he's a young kid. But he looked out of his depth there today. He struggled a few times when I've seen him now. The last couple of games, I think it was the Villa game. He was pretty poor and. Yeah, it's it's a huge, huge problem now for Liverpool, the centre-back position. They haven't got it sorted. For me, it now seems Reese williams isn't the answer. Um, Hendo is not the answer. Why we haven't gone out and some somewhere, somehow, found a centre-back we could have gone in on loan or bought. Or, I mean, it doesn't have to be a world-beater, it just has to be a solid, solid player. That's all we need. Why we haven't done it, you know, Klopp's made mentions about his his hands are tied on signings and stuff, but surely there's there's a loan or someone out there who's not playing we could go and get for six months, 12 months. I don't know, but it's really worrying going forward to the rest of the season because it's looking like this is we're going to have to just play with what we've got. And it's glaringly obvious, game in, game out, that's, that's our biggest problem. The stability at the back's just absolutely gone to bits and... Yeah, it's it's really really is painful to watch. Positives, yeah, obviously we've finally scored after a few games. Salah scored two, looks a little bit lively. We've just we've just got to dust ourselves down yet again, and it's a huge huge game. I've been, I've been saying that for the last few weeks. Each game's been a huge game, but now Tottenham on the Thursday night is a massive game. We need to win that game, hundred percent. We need to win that game. 
It's also I can just mention the BBC's coverage of this game. I thought the build up to the game and some of the commentary and the half time stuff is a little bit embarrassing, really. The the bias towards United. I mean, I don't want to sound bitter, and but it was just like as if United were absolute world beaters, and it was just all about United. It was a little bit disrespectful to Liverpool. I thought the champions of England all about United and it was almost laughable it was almost as if United were the, you know, the second coming the greatest team of all time yeah they've got the win there I'm not going to be too bitter about it but they're not world beaters they're not going to they're not going to win the Premier League this year they might have a run in this FA Cup they're not going to win that Premier League so yeah all we can do now is look forward that's all we can do Thursday Tottenham we need that result, like I say. Then it's West Ham and the games come thick and fast after that. So let's let's pick ourselves up. Let's be positive. Let's go again Thursday. Come on, Liverpool. Ross with plenty of emotion there, hoping to see Liverpool getting back to winning ways, but also with a week left of the transfer window still to go, is there time for the Reds to remedy things defensively? Let's jump into the Blood Red podcast Facebook group now. Link as ever in the description if you want to join in and have your say. Ibrahim Olalade Arawolo says, We went into this season with three fit centre-backs. Two of them are injury-prone. We needed a centre-back in August. Now, we need two. Gomez and Virgil van Dijk, even if fit for the start of next season, will still take a while to get up to speed. Our engine room in midfield now play in defence. And can someone please tell Genie he can be dangerous in the box? He doesn't seem like he's supposed to try and score. Paddy's also been writing in the group. He says, a better showing tonight from the Reds, but our weakened side can only do so much. Team dynamics are off and there's no easy fix without signing a centre-back. It's never good to lose against the enemy, but some positives to take away from the game. We scored. Rob Mason writes, I'm glad we got to cheer two goals. We seem to have woken up from our sleepy 2021. Shame, I fancied a cup run, but now we're out. Maybe it'll give us some chance on the training field for the Champions League and the running. I'm okay with it. On to Spurs. Kev Benson writes, Much better performance, but with United playing with their 12th man and our reluctance to buy a centre-back, it cost us. And finally, Gary Allwood writes, missing the steal of Fabinho in the middle of the park. How many free kicks has Thiago given away in recent games? We haven't bossed the midfield for a while either. Well, for more in the Blood Red podcast Facebook group, follow the link in the description of the podcast or just head to Facebook and search for Blood Red. It really is that simple. Don't forget the Blood Red podcast will be with you on Monday afternoon as our writers on the Echo Sports Desk get stuck in to the Reds' ongoing woes. Remember too, you can check out our dedicated Blood Red YouTube channel. And thanks, as always, goes to those who continue to listen in and interact with us wherever it is you get your audio on demand. Before we go, though, final word goes to Owen from the Cop On podcast. What's new on the LFC Apple Cart this week? Well, it's certainly not the palette loads of rotten luck, rotten refereeing, or rotten decisions from some of our players at just the rotten moments. Yes, there were signs of improvement, but not much has changed. If you'd asked me before which team would concede the winner because of a poorly awarded free kick, I would have chucked 
all my chips on Liverpool. When, oh when, will we get a break? It feels bad right now to have witnessed another defeat. It feels like the kind of heartache a Rennie could never fix. But in the longer term, being out of this pretty much meaningless cup does give us more time to concentrate on much bigger and better things. And United will probably go out in the semi-finals anyway, in which case this will all be for naught. There are positives, as I said before. Yes, there are. Curtis Jones shows some nice touches. He's very, very promising. Thiago, again, was the best player on the pitch, along with Mo Salah, who looked hungry and capable. And Bobby Firmino worked hard and played pretty well. We had 14 shots with six on target, and so did they. We had more passes, we had better possession, and they won through that dodgy goal. Maybe this just isn't our year. I don't really have anything else to add to that, so this is Owen from Cop On Podcast, feeling down in the dumps. And speaking of dumps, can we please go to Tottenham's imaginatively titled Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and win a match? This is getting very deflating. Even Owen's beginning to feel it now. Make sure, though, you join us on Thursday after the game with Tottenham. We'll be back here with the next edition of the post-game podcast, where hopefully the Reds are back to winning ways. You've been listening to the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel.